0: Oh, that was a little bit of a lethargic clap. I know,
1: I know, I know. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh we are recording on a Thursday evening.
0: Mm, post dinner. Or was it post dinner for you?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um we had some lovely <laughs> we had some lovely fried halloumi with honey and uh chili. And then some poached pears and uh
0: potatoes in a salad. It was delightful. Mm, you had pears in the salad. Oh yeah, I've got uh, garlic croutons stuck in my teeth. Lil made them. We had some. We had a couple of bits left of that pandami. punch. Oh no, yes, yes, that, that looked so good. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, in, it's fun, in what are they called? A Pullman tin, you know, when it has a lid and it creates a square like a sandwich loaf.
1: Yes, exactly like something that comes out of the Chorley Wood process. But not.
0: Yes, exactly. Thanks for introducing the Chorleywood process into midlifing. It's amazing that it's escaped it.
1: I was going to say the fact that we have not talked about the mechanisation of bread
0: making in the nineteen uh... fifties? <laughs> yeah, I think it was the nineteen fifties, that's right, yeah yeah so exactly it's uh but this was like a brioche light, so a little bit enriched, mm. and then so we had some left over and lil um yeah she made garlic croutons, and what Delicious. is it yes, they were, and uh what is it about teeth and things getting stuck in them as you get older <laughs> Do you think it's that it only happens when you get older or do you think you
1: only notice or care because your teeth are slowly on the way out?
0: I thought it was that, you know, that more or less that your gums are getting a little looser And so the spaces between the teeth, between your teeth increase, you end up getting more food stuck between your teeth. Yeah, I got to the point in my life where I had to travel everywhere with floss.
1: That's good for dental health.
0: Yeah, well, it wasn't. It was just to stop that situation where you worry something in your mouth for so long that you end up with an ulcer on the end of your tongue.
1: (laughs) Bob has a water pick.
0: A water pick?
1: Yeah, it's one of those like uh, it's it's like a, a B day for your mouth. <laughs> it's the only way I can think of it. <laughs> it is it squirts. portable? Yes, it is. Uh, it is portable. And
0: it doesn't does it sit next to your toilet? <laughs> no, it sits next to the sink. Can you describe it for to <sighs> me and our listeners?
1: Well, it's like a big electric toothbrush with a water reservoir, and instead of having a brush, it has a little tube. And you put it in your mouth and it squirts the contents of the reservoir into your mouth at pressure and effectively um, hose pipes the inside of your mouth.
0: I'm flabbergasted. and It's it, a
1: very good thing to have. It, but is it have, instead of flossing? No, I would suggest it was part of an overall dental hygiene routine. Um, it's really good. You know those mo- mornings where you have your breakfast and then you almost immediately have to leave the house? <sighs> And you find that quite a lot of your toothbrush is just sloughing big chunks of toast out of your mouth. And, you, and I don't know if you are like me, but you find the whole process disappointing that you're wasting so much food and also slightly abject that that was inside your I mouth. I think
0: it is both disappointing and abject. I think those are yeah, excellent so this, adjectives.
1: This removes those uh Those, those particles. Well, it removes the particles, but it also removes the sensations because you just blast everything out.
0: But I was taught to swish and swallow. Okay, you're going to have to give me
1: more than that. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things.
0: I'm Simon Ellis.
1: And I'm Lee Miller.
0: Welcome to Midlife. I remember, uh, you'll remember, you never met her, but uh, Lil and I used to have a little dog called Frida. Yes. She was a, um, what was she? A uh, a terrier, fox terrier, uh, toy poodle cross.
1: Yes, she was poodle adjacent. I think of her. She was very
0: poodle adjacent. She thought herself as being more than adjacent, though. She, she <laughs> had she she had tickets on herself for sure. And um, she used to have a little finger toothbrush, a little thing that you put on your finger. And she had chicken flavored toothbrush. Nice, isn't that lovely? It is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did she enjoy having she her teeth cleaned? She
0: loved it. She mm. loved it. She just she just well in the sense she just loved just licking her teeth afterwards <laughs> like you this is the same dog who <laughs> who had a, a, a pan of of
1: meat juices poured on her by accident and she thought that she was in heaven as she had this beef juice shower if she, i remember that, the story that is me.
0: exactly right she was uh, uh lil's <laughs> mum, mari was uh was cutting some uh, some meat on the and had the it must have been the must have been the chopping board was sort of over the edge of the counter and it started dripping. And so <laughs> Freda just sat under there. It was being rained on by beef juice and just licking. China is amazing at the places that she could get her tongue to on her head. But then she came, she came out into <laughs> the lounge with a slightly crazed haircut, sort of blood streaked haircut, <laughs> looking like she was in heaven. <laughs> oh, that's,
1: to be so happy at a little bit of beef dripping. What a way to live in the world. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, are you okay? Are you okay?
1: Annie, am I okay? Are you okay, Annie? <laughs> I'm okay, Annie. Yes, it's been a tiring week and it's still only Thursday. Mm. There's been a lot of traveling backwards and forwards. Oh, uh, you've got to more. To the north of England for various reasons. And I have more to do tomorrow, so oh. I'm away from home. On Friday and Saturday, which is...
0: mm. So you're having to work on a Saturday.
1: I am not going to begrudge this because I have only been physically present at my place of work on three days since February. Yeah. And is there an open day or something, is there? Exactly that, yes.
0: And what do you do in the drive up there?
1: I mirror, signal... Maneuver. I um, focus on cars behind. But do you infant. like? Do you listen
0: to music or listen to podcasts? Or I do you listen to our can... entire back catalogue?
1: <laughs> Tomorrow, I will be listening to the raw files of this recording, so I can start to divine a shape from what we say.
0: Oh, I love that word, divine, in that context. Mm. You're a, you're a divinator. Is that the right? I word?
1: am. I am. I will be getting out my uh, my willow wands and try to work out where the water or gold is Mm. in the cellar of our conversating. Um, I will listen to that. I will also listen to podcasts. I will probably listen to podcasts that I've been putting off. So, you know, things like, no offence, Guardian, today, but the things that are more uh, news-focused that I find quite a slog sometimes because the world can be a bit... um, a bit difficult when it's apportioned in those kinds of narrative chunks.
0: So not your zo- n- not your zombie podcasts. No,
1: I won't be listening to zombie podcasts tomorrow. I won't be I will be listening to some music at some point. Um there's a new mix from Branco who did a, a set at Stufa Fria in Lisbon the other day. And I'll be listening to that. Beautiful. That'll be fun. And mm, really, if, you, if you've not come across Branco's work, it's very lovely. Yes, there'll He's be a, a link teacher. in the show notes.
0: I have, there has been a link in the show notes previously. Well, that's because I really
1: like him. Yes. He's that's... got a Dalmatian.
0: Really? He
1: has. He's got a Dalmatian.
0: Have you, have you um, sent him a message on Instagram? Uh, we, we have had a brief backwards
1: and forwards on Instagram. Have yes. you? Is that, was it that Dalmatian yes. related? It was Dalmatian related. We have a friend in common. Mm. Kind of he lives in a part of town where a friend of mine lives, and my friend, Mariana, also has a Dalmatian, and so the two of them bump into one another and occasionally find themselves going on Dalmatian dates that are unplanned, but their two dogs decide. Now is a good time for us to hang out, so they are in the enforced Dalmatian club, which, I don't know if other dogs do this, because I've never lived with other dogs as an adult, but Dalmatians, when they encounter one another on walks... Are
0: quite firm that they have to spend some time with one another. I think poodles are pretty similar.
1: Really, if they see another poodle, I do think is a I do poodle think, time.
0: I, I don't know whether it was a bit of con, uh, confirmation bias on my part, though. I certainly yeah. do remember that Frida used to used to behave particularly friskily yes. towards other poodles.
1: Yeah, Jeff will do. Well, in fact, they all across all four of them across their lives have always done the dally dance when they meet. Him oh, the I love that. Head down, bum in the air, wiggle, jump, run around, smack oh. into each other. And they do it with any Dalmatian that they find. It's very rare in my experience of living with them that I've found a Dalmatian the... who has not liked another Dalmatian.
0: Right. Whereas so it's, it's quite, quite a normal. club. The Dalmatian club it's, is quite it, a it strong is. club. Well, the dogs
1: consider themselves to be part of, you know, this big happy family, which means that you can find yourself in quite awkward conversations with people with whom you have nothing in common, except you're also covered in little white hairs like they are. And uh, and probably black hairs as well. You just can't see them. You just can't see them, yeah. You don't care about those.
0: And so I guess because Jeff hasn't ever traveled to this faraway place called Lisbon, but he hasn't yet been able to join that particular, that local. Uh, I was going to say clan, but that's not quite the right word. <laughs> chapter, the local, chapter, the of local the...
1: chapter of the the Dalmatians, <laughs> Hell's Dalmatians, no, Hell's Pups, Hell's a Poppin', I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he hasn't. He was supposed to spend all of Easter 2020 into the summer of 2020 in Lisbon.
0: Oh, and we know what happened there. Yeah, because I was
1: supposed to be there for about six months and me and him were going to hang out together.
0: That's right, because you were still pre-job. I was
1: delightfully unemployed. Mm. <coughs> oh, you're still yeah. sicky-pooly. Still Poole got just, uh,
0: just the um, the dregs. I mean, it never uh, is there a more appropriate use of the word dregs, really. Yeah, then what comes out of your life <laughs> after a while? Oh Lord, have mercy. me. Tell me, hey, oh, did yeah. you
1: salt your neti pot? I
0: did. Thank God. I salted was it, it less it scratchy? But you know what I didn't what? do was I didn't boil the water, and then I read a terrifying article. Oh, which was, was last... it about the brainworm? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Why didn't, why didn't you tell me that last time? You didn't mention the whole you know dead from neti pots within months.
1: Every instance of that has been in uh, the US. It hasn't happened anywhere else. Yeah, I don't want to be the first. I think I'm going to say that the kind of water-based parasite that would eat your brain from the inside out—the only way to eat a brain, in my opinion—is from the inside out. Yes. Um, probably doesn't live in water in, in barns. your part of London. <laughs>
0: it's the word "probably," which is um, curious to me in this case. You know. Have you had any headaches? No, I've been, um, but I've been um, very mindful of them, alert to the possibility of any sort of sound of chomping from the inside (laughs) 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 or feeling like kind of like my brain's leaking. I mean, I did, I was back at work today, you know, I've just finished my little holiday and I was back at work this morning and I did feel a little bit lethargic, (laughs) but I don't think it's related. I don't think it's related at all hey i was going to ask you something actually what does um i think you might have. i think we might have had a conversation about this many moons ago
1: did we record it no 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 no
0: way way before um you had the foolish idea of recording conversations between us and when i say the word hobby what 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 comes to mind oh
1: my entire life my entire academic career all of these things
0: feel like hobbies. Ah. Something that is a hobby then. What what makes it a hobby? It means that you haven't gone deep. I guess it's part of that thing that we have talked about before the sense of being an imposter. Because a hobbyist by, by no way is a hobbyist someone who's necessarily scraping around at the edges. You can be an extremely skilled and experienced and sophisticated hobbyist, right? Oh, absolutely.
1: And yet the professionals will tend to sneer at the hobbyist.
0: Uh, You mean of the same
1: thing? I think there's a correlation, particularly in the English language, between hobbyist and amateur.
0: Yes, I think there is.
1: Yeah. And I think there is a tendency to assume that the hobbyist is amateur and that the professional is not. And therefore there is, there is an unhelpful and unhealthy schism that opens up. Um, and I think professionals tend to have tickets on themselves. But Charles Darwin was effectively a hobbyist. Hobbyist, You know, he yeah. wasn't a professional. Yeah, He just happened to be a man of independent means who was able to find things out.
0: It's just because I read this thing recently and it it was it's slightly obnoxious but it it got my attention and it says do what people are willing to pay for now what that what is not implying that you should be ruled by money this person but that money is some kind of neutral (laughs) indicator of value which is different clearly and they say this this guy says this that it's very different from hobbies which is a situation where
1: it tends to cost you money.
0: Exactly. You know, I'm not going to be paid for, you know, when I started to learn how to scuba dive. That was a hobby. And in fact, I remember a colleague at work, I said, oh, yes, I've actually got a scuba diving um, lesson or whatever it was, you know, I'm doing this course. And she said, you've got a hobby? <laughs> Her incredulity at this uh, this idea mm. that an academic might have a hobby like that was, um, it made me realize or it made me think that perhaps my entire career as a choreographer was really as a hobbyist it's
1: really interesting you should say that because bob and i gave a paper in 2012 entitled the hobbyist exactly about this question of the tension between the professional practitioner working in higher education and the academic working in higher education with a practice.
0: Okay, can you just make, make, make that clear, the distinction between the professional and the academic? You mean a professional artist? Working.
1: Okay, so to talk about the guy that you just read that you thought was quite obnoxious, this idea of, of money as a, as a...
0: Neutral indicator A neutral value. indicator, yeah. By aiming I, to make money, you're aiming to be valuable. Yes. Fiscally valuable, obviously.
1: I wonder if this is part of the, the, te- the, sort of the, the conversation around this idea of the side hustle. Are you are you familiar with the concept of the side hustle? I
0: am very familiar with it. So we're all supposed to now have a side hustle. This is uh, midlifing. This is the, the, our guilty secret, isn't it? It's a side hustle. Well, yes, except it isn't really, because a side hustle is something that you monetize. Yeah, but we're just waiting to push the button. Absolutely. The moment that... Uh, <laughs> the moment we have dozens of listeners as opposed to the tens. The moment, exactly. The
1: moment that Warby Parker gets in touch and says, please sell our glasses frames. We'll be there. Yep. Along
0: with the... Uh, Squarespace. Uh, and the mattress guys. Yep. The ma- <laughs> the mattress guys. If you're listening... <laughs> hey, I just got to oh, take my t- jumper off. Hang
1: on. Okay. Well, I'll just say that you know that I'm in somewhat I can't uh, heave, I'm just in case. That's okay, talking. that's fine. I'll, I am still talking. But you know I'm being somewhat derisive about the mattress guys when I call them mattress guys because I've already said I'm not a big fan of the word guys. Yes,
0: I'm, mattress pals? Pa- mattress mattress folks. mates. Mattress <laughs> <laughs> Mattress folks, I
1: like that. I like mattress mates. Yeah. But that that idea of the, the side, side hustle, hustle. Mm. um I, I think is has done something quite interesting. Okay, I don't want to be lazy about... I'll just leave that you hanging. You do, though, don't you? <laughs> like deep down. In fact, not even deep yeah. down. You really want to be just, lazy. I know. I know. It's, it's <laughs> I'm going to bed soon. I was going to shoulder out,
0: arms. I, <laughs> I was going to shoulder arms that one and let it fly straight through to the keeper, but I couldn't. I had to lay bat on ball. And I heard okay. the flack of that.
1: Yes. I don't know what you're saying because you're doing sports metaphors. So shoulder,
0: Shouldering arms. How's that for a crazy term? I don't know what it means. It yeah.
1: sounds a bit... a bit uh, Military. That's the one I was trying to it's say. Cricket. I was going to say fighty. <laughs> it's cricket. It's cricket. Yeah. You talked about cricket, but I cut it out last week.
0: Yeah, you'll probably cut this out too, so I'm not going to bother saying anything else about it. <laughs>
1: I said that I didn't want to be lazy, but we know that I do. But yeah. I think I wonder... H- hang on, hang just... on, hang
0: on. Lil? I thought Lil was scratching at the door trying to get in, but... <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> sounds <laughs> wrong doesn't it it does ha, has she has she been sat underneath a plate of beef does for she six need months, you to go for back? six months <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god no I wasn't thinking I was thinking <laughs> she that she'd had a, a beef accident with Mari in the kitchen you're <laughs> you're saying that you kept it in a cupboard that's she worse out,
0: she just came out to make garlic croutons out of leftover pen to me <laughs> and then straight
1: back in the cupboard Hey, we all respond to the pandemic in our own way. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) So, Uh, (laughs) as we know, we are Gen Xers. And I'm not going to be lazy about uh, millennials or or, or Gen Zers. Or Zoomers. Or or Zillennials. But just thinking about the way I hear younger academics talk about the stuff they do and they talk about it with such confidence and brio and I've never been able to find that confidence to be able to talk about my practice in the way that some other people you know some people who are, are younger than me yeah um, talk about the practice and, I, and I'm completely in awe of the way that they are able to do that but I do wonder if there is something about that side hustle that professionalizing the language of professionalization that sort of sits differently in, in, in different bodies and there's been a, a sort of a new training that maybe I missed the, out on or maybe you missed out on.
0: They've learned the they've learned the way to speak about something. Yeah. this is and this so, is quite abstract isn't it this conversation it, in a way because it's, it's it, it is a bit but to
1: kind of circle back to the question that you you asked me to make a definition between the professional practitioner working in the academy and the academic working with a professional practice yeah uh, uh, and it, it's effectively it's, it's one of self-identification, isn't it? Tell me if, if both of them are working in higher education, they're both doing the same job Yes the, the route that they got into it, might be different but at the point at which they are both being paid by an institution to do a job you can't say that oh well I'm a professional practitioner so no you're not you're an academic working in a university and you teach people calm down
0: yes but it's curious because if I if I take this idea that um so for example you know well before I entered the academy I was making choreographies and but all of those choreographers every single one of them even the ones where I wasn't publicly funded did not make money. Right? They, they there was no way they got close to breaking even. So I either took a loss myself, or the government took a loss on my behalf because gotcha. was, yeah. right. And so I guess I'm I'm thinking that it's a curious way to make an existence, and quite an entitled way to make an existence. Um, this is I'm talking about before I. Um, Uh, did as you said, which is to be a professional who then enters the academy, like a professional artist. Because I guess I'm saying, I think I was a hobbyist. I think I still am a hobbyist. Although curiously, I'm probably less of a hobbyist now because I've found a way, I found someone, meaning the academy, who's prepared to pay me for what I do. And I just think it's a weird thing. But I don't. I I don't know. When I heard you say that, I just sort of worried that there's, you know, if you talk about professionalisation of anything, if we take this out of the academy, when yes. someone's learned how to, as we say, play the game, like I sort of feel like there's this kind of bluster about that. Like there's a certain amount of if you if you scratch at the surface, it was, you know, I used to used to joke with um, younger choreographers, say, you know, who really their, their focus was on getting a website, and I always think, well. What's the point of a website if you haven't really done anything? <laughs> but that was like one of the steps. It was like yeah. it was like the, the yeah, the steps to professionalism, to being a professional was to have a that kind of branded presence online. Mm. Or a business mm. card. In my day it was a business card. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listening to you talk and trying to square the circle about questions of hobby because I, I launched in when you asked me what I thought of, and I said everything I've ever done. That's right. I re- you didn't. You I, didn't miss a beat either. No, because it's true. I, I, um, I, I don't know that I've ever referred to myself as a yoga teacher. As in, that is how I have defined myself. I don't think I have said I am a yoga teacher um, because it's not been my primary income, but for. Four and a half years, I taught three classes a week on top of my full time job. Um, partly because at the same time, Bob was retraining to be an acupuncturist, so I she was away a lot, so I was lonely. Um, and I found teaching yoga a nice way to fill the time, be with people Rather, too. Yeah, exactly. Be with people. Um, I trained to be a yoga teacher because I became a Let's say obsessed. I think that's probably a fair enough word to use. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's
0: yeah. probably accurate.
1: Yeah. I became obsessed with yoga and I had a realization that everything that I understood, I understood because I taught it to other people and so in that moment of realization I was like oh so maybe I'll understand yoga more if I teach yoga because it will it will force me to explain it to other people in a way that is you know has more has more clarity (laughs) and so that that was the process of learning to be a yoga teacher it wasn't with any intention of then going on to teach and the person who taught me how to be a yoga teacher who is almost certainly listening to this conversation Hi, Michael. Um, Hi, Michael. He set me the task of going and teaching a class. So we, I'd done. How oh, do hey, you
0: mean this is the first class?
1: No, 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 no. We'd been. Oh, it was part, a part of Part, part. of my training yeah. it was like I would shadow him. I, I, I sort of I, I worked with him in class. Um, and then occasionally I would teach his classes and he would stand at the back and just sort of shake his head <laughs> <laughs> when I was getting something egregiously wrong. Um, You mean shake his
0: head? Shake his head, going no, 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 no! Don't say that. Like just yeah, it was it
1: it was it was much more gentle than that. It was like maybe just rethink the way you're articulating it, but all done very, very subtly. On the on the go, on the go. He was giving you
0: feedback during during a a yoga class.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's okay for
0: Michael to give you feedback.
1: (laughs) Yes, because oh shit! Only about yoga though. He's not allowed to start sending emails in and telling me how to do a podcast, Michael
0: info at midlifing.net can't wait to hear what you think of lee's editing or just anything about lee frankly no it's all right jess um so
1: then at the at the uh, i think i i think i probably spent a couple of years learning with him Mm. um and then he said okay now you're going to go and teach some open classes and he sent me to um a yoga studio that had just opened up in plymouth and said this woman's looking for a yoga teacher and you're going to go and teach there. And he said it with such clarity and such certainty that I turned up at what I now know was an interview without any sense that I was being interviewed. Hmm. Because Michael had told me that the next thing I was going to do was teach a yoga class. So (laughs) I I said to Joe, who owned the studio, I can work this day and this day, I'll do it this way and this and And she was... (laughs) bless her, really generous I went okay that works for me too but it hadn't even occurred to me that that's what was happening because I was so removed from the idea that I was being a yoga teacher if that makes any sort of sense, I was only about the next job that I was being given as part of my training.
0: Sure, you and weren't. You next... were. You were really deep in process, basically. A- absolutely. So it, it didn't occur
1: to me that this was a woman who was trying to build a business. It didn't occur to me any of those <laughs> things. I just knew that I had been told I had to do this thing, and I was going to do that thing.
0: But it wasn't a side hustle for you, was it? No, it wasn't. It was a, absolutely a hobby. Yep. You know, maybe this is this is another example as we're talking here, which is we joke about it a lot, right? In fact we joke about it and we also joke about it seriously, which is the point at which we can um you know, is to make this a really huge podcast and and so mm-hmm. that we can give up our day jobs. And yeah. we joke about it. But would we say no? And then also and also we've also joked about it at the point where we're saying to our saying to people who listen, bless you, um, don't tell anyone else about it. Let's just keep it between us. And because, because I experienced this precisely in the same way, which is, this is a hobby. And there's tremendous pleasure in this hobby and finding out what it is and getting better at it with, with the help of feedback from everyone, of course, and, and investing time and energy and, and, you know, a little bit of money in this thing. And I don't, I couldn't want anything else. I was watching
1: a video all about anal douching yesterday.
0: Was that for work or pleasure? (laughs) No, it was. Was it just a hobby?
1: It was a hobby. (laughs) I was finding out all about anal douching. Really? um, Yeah. And there was. So there was.
0: Is there for a reason, or is it not? It doesn't need a reason. Does one need a
1: reason to find out? Curiosity.
0: I'll tell you what it was. Okay, it was connected to a
1: hobby. I think it's a hobby. (laughs) Wait, 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 I just need to guess the hobby. Go ahead. Go ahead, because if you guess the hobby from me watching a video You were watching a video douching. about anal douching, uh-huh. and that's so what related hobby to be? a hobby of yours. No, no, no. I didn't say it was related to a hobby. I said... It is the, the hobby? The fact I was... No. <laughs> I... <laughs> I said the fact that I was watching the video was as a result oh. of the hobby.
0: Oh, Oh so you mean you it was algorithmically it algorithmically appeared
1: That is what happened it algorithmically appeared You were l-
0: you were looking up netty uh netty thing <laughs> It would be great if I was No
1: I've been looking up uh, I've been looking up um upholstery
0: techniques <laughs> I am well, really how many degrees of cushion. separation are there between upholstery I techniques and, no and idea uh, and, and audition. Audition.
1: I don't know, but I was watching a video on how to do a blanket stitch. <laughs> oh, of then... course, oh, it all makes <laughs> sense. And then a video on douching came up and it was fascinating.